Okay. Yesterday, the Rebbe told us the Eitzah Yehutzah, the advice how not to reach a state of Sphere Sratzen. That if a person is so busy doing what they have to do and they don't have time to think about where they're holding, in a positive way, obviously. Obviously, they're holding in such a good place, they don't have to worry about it because they're so busy doing what has to be done. So then, obviously, a notion of satisfaction isn't going to overcome them because they're not thinking about that. They're not thinking about themselves. They're thinking about what has to get done. And the Moshal the Rebbe brought was like a soldier standing on guard. Right? So he obviously has to be careful to make sure that uh, not a moment goes by without... Uh, rebelling against the tafkid, the, the, the purpose that he has standing there. And he can't leave his place of uh, mishmar. Right? If, if a soldier leaves the place that he's guarding, so he's chayv misa. Okay. Now the Rebbe, as I mentioned yesterday, that the Rebbe will soften the blow a little bit. Based on this, we can explain Beer b'mashin nemai the explanation of that which is said as mispa yumecha mole because this was all based on the number of days I will fill right and what the Rebbe say that a person has to realize has to fill up his days has to fill up his days with the shlichus that he's been given to do so now the Rebbe is going to explain that in a slightly different way amole I will fill up now simple shot in the pasuk is who's filling up the days. Right, Atmos. Simple pshat is Atmos. But yeah, Atmos. <laughs> I don't know whether Atmos is every simple pshat. But it's the Abishta. In the, in the, in the Pasuk, it's the Abishta. Shazel Inyan Shabami Lamaila, that this is something that comes from above Dafka. Nasif, in addition, Ali's Beninus, the, the, the contemplation, the Adam, in, of the person, Bamispa Yomim Shanik Sevuloi. Regarding the number of days it was given to him, and that was the, 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 the last paragraph that we saw at the bottom of page 331, all of page 332, that was the that, that was the filling up our days. So busy filling up our days with the shlichus that the Ebishter wants from us, so we don't have time to think about where we're holding. So that there's so a person will avoid the, the pitfalls of Ratzen and Sviya's Ratzen. And this itself, when the Kaddish Baruch Hu says, I will fill it up, Shlomer said, The level of which is completely beyond the natural order. What does this mean, the Rebbe says? That even if there is a certain blemish and lacking in the numbers of days of a person, what does that mean? That there were days there were days that perhaps he didn't fulfill his shlichus as, as fully as he could could have. Oi or afilu yomim there might even be days also that he did things even he, not only did he not fulfill his shlichus he might have done things that are undesirable. That 
behold, from the perspective or from the side of that level of the narrator, the narrator of the Torah that Rabbi told us earlier, Shisham, in that place, there's no Pagam in that place. In Atzmus, and also in the Atzim of our soul, so those, those lackings that we experience or might even express down here in Elam Hazer, and certainly in the level of Neshama, Ruach, and Nefesh, those lackings don't affect Atzmus. Mismale Mispar Yomi the Abishtif fits well, it's, it's in, in, a, in a reflexive way. They are filled up the number of days that is set aside to him. In other words, a Kaddish Baruch who fills up the days that are missing. So the Rebbe, the Rebbe challenged us in a way in the previous couple of pages that's just beyond anything we've ever heard in terms of how to use our time and, and take advantage of our time and, and ultimately use the opportunity of the Shlichas that were given in Elamazim. And then the Rebbe started to cry. Yesterday the Rebbe cried about someone who doesn't use every moment, so he's married by Malchus. And now the next thing the Rebbe says is, and what if that taka happens, that a person doesn't use every moment? So the Abishta fills up that, those moments. In other words, if a person is doing his Aveda in an honest and serious way, and he's truly trying to do what it is that the Abishta wants, it might very well be that there's, there's spaces, gaps, there's things that just don't work out. What happens to those spaces and those gaps? The Ebishter fills them up. Akadosh Baruch Hu fills them up for us. It certainly softens the blow from the previous page. The so the Rebbe says even more. First, the Rebbe says that the Ebishter fills them up the way they're supposed to be. Then the Rebbe adds, and furthermore, you know, so the further, even more than the norm. In other words, when the Ebishter fills it up, he fills it up more than we could possibly have filled up that moment. You feel better? I hope you feel better. Shekola yomim, that after the Ebishter fills them up, all the days nasim malayim, they become full. Vuleirak yomim malayim, and not only full days, elegam yomim meirim, they become illuminating days, shining days. Shezeu diuk, and this is a careful reading of the word. It says, The number of your days I will fill. And the word mispar also comes from the same root as the word sapir, Evan sapir, to shine, a shining rock like sapphire. Like Svir Saimer. What's Svir Saimer? So Svir Saimer simply is counting the Amir. But in Panemius, what does it mean? Illuminating the Amir. Illuminating those days. So too. So too, as Mispa Yemechamale, the Rebbe says, that the, the Abishta will illuminate our days, elevate them beyond anything we can imagine. If we do our work in an honest, sincere way down here in Elam Hazen, truly strive to, to fulfill our shlichas, the way the Rebbe described in page 330, 331, 332, especially 332. If we do that the way the Rebbe describes, then, then, then the Abishta will fill in the missing blanks. And not only fill them in, but it'll elevate everything to a state of illumination. Shizeo diuk the mispar yomecho. Mispar miloshen, from the language, a shamayim mesaprim. The shamayim sparkles. Peter shemenarim emenatsatsim. Two words of sparkling. Umiloshen evan sapir, and like the word evan sapir, sapphire. Shuloshen sapirus ubihirus. Two languages of clarity. And it appears as, again, like a shining 
and Behirus is clarity. So it's Mispah Yumecha Male relative to us, so it's that it's that he's Bainanus, that contemplation that we learned about the last two days, Thursday and Sunday. And the and the and the 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 second pshat in it, that's our Aveda, Mispah Yumecha Male. Filling up the days, living up to that that the challenge of that statement of Ravirkhan ben Zaka in the Gemara. Right? But then the Abishtu does his part. If if we do our best, and we're certainly and we're and we're and we're we're honestly attempting to do that which Yekadosh Baruch Hu wants, that doesn't mean that we don't experience limitations now and then. So the Abishtu will fill in those missing spaces. Now the Rebbe ties up the loose ends of the mic. But Zeo Gam, and this is also Masha Nehmar, that which it says earlier on, Vasiraisi Machle Mikebechu, in the first Pasuk, I'll remove sickness from your midst, Veloshin Neicha, that's also Atzmas, Kishlishi Amadabar. What's this Machla? So the Rebbe explains. Dini Amachla, the sickness, I'll remove sickness, what's the sickness? that about that sickness it says I will remove atzmus himachlo kazu. This is a, a an illness gam that is it's possible that this sickness could exist gam also kasher vavadim as So what does the pasuk say? Vavadim as serve God. So the person serving God in the beginning of the pasuk he's a serious guy. Ubeidech es lachmachoves mimechol. And he has brochen his lechem and his and his and his mayim, which we're going to see in Gashmias. We know it meant it meant Gashmias. In Ruchnius, what does it mean? His Torah and his mitzvahs. He has brochen, and yet still, what might there be? There might still be a machla that has to be removed. At the end of the pasuk, it says, "Vasiroisi machla Even though the person's fulfilled the vivadetem as and there's brochen from above, uberach es lachem so still, the end of the Pasuk says, I'll remove sickness. So what's that sickness? So the Rebbe says, it's a sickness, an illness that could be even after a person has served God seriously. Even after he served, he's, he's fulfilled the first part of the Pasuk. For Gam and also Kasher, he's, the, 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 the fulfillment of the middle of the Pasuk has been, has, has been reached. That he, Shemavaya, will bless Mayim and, and Lechem. The Lachmachal Mimechal, like we just said. Kayal Torah Mitzvahs. I'm sorry, Al Torah Shibachsav, Torah Shibachsav. The Lechem is Torah Shibachsav, the, 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 the basic sustenance, that which makes it grow and expand, this Torah Shibachsav, that's the Mayim. Oi, Torah Mitzvahs. Torah being the Lechem, Mitzvahs being the Mayim, that which spreads out. Relative to this, it says, He will bless your, your bread and your water. That this person's Aveda Batar Mitzvah, he mitzada, brocha the shame of It's coming as a result of a tremendous brocha from above. Vagamaz, and also then, Adayin, still, it's possible that there should be a machla. Right? At the end of the Pasuk, it says, I'll take away. It doesn't say, I'll take away the machla and then you'll serve God. It doesn't say that. It says, you'll serve God and then I'll take away the machla. But that means that after all of this serious service, and this is, we're talking about a serious guy, 
Remember who we talked? Remember the the, the, the Rebbe mentioned him. Vadim is a Vaylakechem. He knew he he knew all the kavanas in the mitzvahs, and he knew all the different hamshachas that are drawn down through the mitzvahs. Right? It's how the Rebbe described them in the, in, earlier on in the Maimer. Right? <coughs> and he brought about a situation that a Vaylakechem, that the transcendent level of godliness is his koyach and his chayus elokechem. Right? All of that. And yet still there was more to do. Even that person, the Rebbe said, might still have his own agenda. Might experience a certain satisfaction in his Aveda. Not simcha, satisfaction. And simcha, of course, he can have. Satisfaction is the problem. Simcha not only should he have, must he must have. So what's this machla? What is this illness, this lack of complete health that is affecting this person who's serving God in such a serious way, such that at the end of that process, still there's a new, another step that has to be taken, and evidently that can only be taken from above, that Atzmos has to remove that last illness. So what is that? must be I will remove machla the narrator atzmus Rebbe explains this is based on the Alter Rebbe but if you look at footnote 82 there's there's a mar makim from the Alter Rebbe from the Mittler Rebbe from the Tzemach Tzedek That's why the Rebbe said, right? He was quoting other people. So he says, What's the machla? What's the illness? Machla stam. Stam a machla. Not any specific machla. A general machla. A general malaise. What's that? He asherish lakola machla. It's the source of all lack of health. The fact that a person feels himself. That came as a result of the Meaning it's not that a person should feel uh, bad about himself and feel that he's done something wrong, etc., etc., which is counterproductive, but, but we've talked about that quite a bit in this mimer. But, but that's not what the Rebbe's talking about. He's talking about an existential reality. After all of the Aveda, what might still be the case, that the person's still aware of his own being, still aware of himself. Hergish Literally, he feels himself. Okay. And that's removed dafka by Atzmus. I mean, mashma that we can't remove that ourselves. Interesting. Why? Where'd that come from? Chetetzadas. The Rebbe's about to explain. Simply, I mean, he's not going to explain it at great length. It's, it's explained at great length in other places, many other places. Right. But the Rebbe will deal with the, the basic issue here. Ki as is known. Shekoidim achet, before the chet, loy hayaya inyan dehergish atzmei. Adam and Chava were a completely different being before the chet. What were they? They were a being that were they were they were both intuitively and completely connected to Elokus, and that was their experience. Their experience was Elokus, not themselves. What does that feel like? I don't know. 
<laughs> How could any of us describe such a feeling? But that they weren't they they weren't aware of themselves. Now, of course, that that creates the problem, and it's a problem that everybody is aware of. Anybody who's ever learned the story in any way, shape, or form, as opposed to just reading the story, they learned it and they thought about it. So, of course, in that state, how could they possibly have done something against the will of a Kaddish Baruch which seemed to be an expression of Hergeshatzma? What, what, you know, what she very classic example of what the Rebbe explained earlier in the in the in the Mimer, right? That even mitzad never shall there can be a person's own agenda. Right? That a person has his own agenda in ruchnius. Right? It's coming for it's 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 ruchnius. It's not it's, it's not that he wants a veiras he doesn't want taivas neilam hazeh. He wants to serve God, but what? He wants to serve God and the way he wants to serve God, not necessarily the way God wants to be served. Right? He has his own agenda in serving God. So that that was one of the. That was that was going to cause the Rebbe said tum tum tim tum hamoyach. That was he, he might even bring about a lack of ispailer sichlis, a lack of intellectual excitement. Why? Because even though he's serious in his aveda, but it's his aveda. It's what he wants to do. Meaning he'll serve God on his terms. He'll make up the rules, not the rules in terms of tarim mitzvahs. He'll keep tarim mitzvahs. Not doing a veiras. Right? It's just that the way he does it is the way he wants to do it. Right? So what, what was our mashal, right? So in terms of Tem Chetamimim, what does he do? So, so he's on Mevtsayim in the middle of Seder. Mevtsayim are great, just not the middle of Seder. <laughs> what are you supposed to be doing in the middle of Seder? You're supposed to be in Seder. You're supposed to be sitting in whatever class is, is happening or whatever, you know, in, in Zal or whatever. That, that's what a Tamim does, right? He sits and learns. Right? If he's not doing that, so then, then what? Then he's, he's got his own agenda. Seder. Right? Uh, is he doing bad things? Who says he's doing bad things? He might be out of Mitzrayim, he might be learning something that he's interested in, which is great. Just not got to do with what the Abishter wants him to do right now. So what does the Abishter want him to do? The Abishter wants him to be inside. That's what the Abishter wants him to do. That's what we understand. How do we understand that? Because the Rebbeim set up a Seder and we trust them. Right? They set up a Seder for Tem Ketimimim and we trust them. Right? If we don't trust them, so go somewhere to where you do trust the people who set it up. These people know what, how to serve God best. Right? I mean, there's doctors who, you know, if you need a diet, so you go to a dietitian. Right? You're gonna make it up yourself. That's a silly thing to do. You might make all sorts of mistakes. Right? I mean, the dietitian also might make mistakes. So you might go to a, you want to go to a dietitian you trust. Right? <laughs> you don't want to go to a dietitian who's gonna make it up. Okay, Seder. So you need, you need. I remember once we talked about it once that he uh, used to give a shear in Chassidus in in Citibank in Tel Aviv. So um, it was actually a well-attended shear when Citibank gave lunch, <laughs> and then the people had to stay. Then no, it's not that they came for the lunch; they came for the shear. They really did come for the shear. They really liked the Chassidus. There were twenty people there every day, uh, every Tuesday, but. Um, uh, but then they, they, Citibank, Citibank in Turkey is in charge of Citibank in Israel. The, the, the regional offices in Turkey, and all of a sudden, Citibank, the, the head of Citibank in Tel Aviv was the one who set up the shear. The guy ran the whole show. So, um, so Citibank in Turkey got wind of the fact that there was this extra. There, there was like this. What, what are these twenty lunches once a week? Where's, the, where's this coming from? They hopped it. You know, it's a bank, right? They, they, it's all they care about is money, right? So they noticed a little bit more money. So they got in touch with the head. He said, "Well, we have a class and we serve lunch at the class." No, you can't do that anymore. Okay. So after about a year of that, they stopped doing it. So then people had to go get their own lunch. 
So they stopped coming to share. There were still six, seven people, but it wasn't 20 people. But um, there was a woman who, who made a point of standing outside the shear every day when the shear ended to show that she wasn't in the shear. Yeah. And she made that point every day. Oh, hi, Rabbi, you know. So once I asked her, why don't you come to shear? No. She, oh, she also made a point to tell me that her husband and her son are generation after generation, eight generations from the Baal Shem Tov's daughter. She isn't, but her husband is, uh, descended directly from the Baal Shem Tov. And her son, she said, I think was the ninth generation. Her, father, her, her husband was the eighth, and her son is the ninth. She was very proud of that. So I said, so we're learning Tars of Baal Shem Tov. Why don't you come? So she said something very interesting. She said, Rabbi, it's my soul. I know best how to deal with my soul. I don't need anybody to help me deal with my soul because it's my soul. So usually in situations like that, you think of the proper response 10 minutes later as you're driving along the highway and you relive the whole conversation again and then you say what you wished you had said that moment, right? That's what happens a lot. Every now and then, a Kaddish Baruch Hu is kind to us. He's kind to us all the time. But, you know, in those situations, he's extra kind to us. And he gives us the right line, ala makom, at the right time. Right? So, he gave me the right answer. The last time I ever saw the lady. She never showed up again. She was scared to come in the hall. I said, that's interesting. Tell me, it's your body. You don't go to doctors? If you don't feel well, you understand your body better than anybody else. So you don't go to doctors or do you go to doctors because they've learned more about your body than even you know. So there's people who know more about your soul than you do, even though it's your soul. Just like there's people who know more about your body than you do, because it, even though it's your body. Which is a great answer. Now it's, I, you know, at the age to put it in my head, it's not like I made it up. Right? So he just put it, he put it at the right time. Right then. Last time we ever saw it. Right? I feel badly, but I mean, you know, it been, I wish it had convinced her to come to class. I'm like, I'm, oh, yay, I won the argument. That's not the idea. The idea is to get her to come, but she never showed up. Okay. Fine. But there are people who understand this, our soul better than we do. Right? That's, I mean, we trust them. Okay. So they have an agenda. What's, I mean, you know, they set an agenda for us. They told us, well, this, is, this is what has to be done in order for things to happen. Okay, they gave us a recipe. So we, if we follow the recipe, it works. We don't follow the recipe. So I don't understand. If I leave out half the sugar and add more shortening and less flour and more water and a little and no oil, so the cake isn't going to happen. Well, but look, I used all the ingredients, <coughs> later, but not the way it said in the recipe. Right? The one thing you can do is always, you can always put in less sugar. That you can always do. Right? Okay. Your dietitian will tell you that. <laughs> so, we saw that earlier, the agenda. So where does the agenda come from? Hergish right? What about a person who, who even transcended that? The person that the, the Rebbe is talking about earlier on and just mentioned here, the Vadim the person who's really serving a Kodesh Baruch in a very, very serious way, and Mamish is, is uh, you know, He's, he's, he's on track. He also can experience this, the Rebbe says. As a matter of fact, 
He experiences it because of Chet Eitzadas. Chet Eitzadas brought about an, uh, uh, an existential difference in all of us. How did it happen? Well, simple pshat apich said this. It was orchestrated from above. Chet Eitzadas, if you think about it simply, obviously is not, is not simply two people making a mistake. It's two very, very, very special people who made that mistake, but when they made the mistake is probably more important than the mistake they made. When did they make this mistake? On the sixth day of creation. Which means that the whole, the whole process of the Chet Eitz is not part of the history of the world, meaning God created a world and then the beginning of the history of the world was that we made a mistake and changed things. No. Chet Eitz is part of the creation of the world. It's part of the sixth day of creation. That we were created a certain way, and then the Abraham went out of his way, so to speak, to make sure that that stopped, that that ended. And we ended up at the end of the sixth day, a different creature, the creature that we are, the creature who has Hergeshatzmeh, the creature who has the possibility of doing something other than the will of Akadosh Baruch Hu. That's what the Abraham wanted. He didn't want Adam and Chava as they were in Gan Eden at the beginning of their, their lives. That, that wouldn't have brought about the ultimate purpose of... of, of, of Creation, the purpose of, of creation is that the Ebishter wants a dear betachteinim, and in that dear betachteinim, he wants us, through our Aveda of Iskafi and Ishafcha, to, to reveal godliness. Well, there wouldn't be any Iskafi and Ishafcha in, 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 the, in the world of Adam and Chava before the Chait, because they were just naturally and intuitively inclined to do what God wants. There was no other reality. What did the Abishter want? The possibility of the other, so that when we do something that is indeed connected to the Abishter, it's real, it means something. Mm-hmm. It's a function of Aveda. So the Chet Eitzadas is part of the creation of the world, not part of the history of the world. The Ebershter created a perfect world and then destroyed it because he wanted the possibility of that perfect world to exist because we can get back there. There is such a reality. We can get back. It was. There already was such a reality. We can get back there. But he doesn't want him. He doesn't want that it should be created by him. He wants that it should be brought about through our Aveda. So he destroyed it, sent us out of uh, out of uh, Gan Eden, and said, "Okay, now, now we're ready to start the first day of you know real life." Mm-hmm. If we had spent Shabbos in Gan Eden, Mustama, we wouldn't have ever. Who said there would have been an eighth day, meaning day one again? Yem Shikula Shabbos, be over. So that's not what the Abishta wanted. He, he, he can do that, but that's not what he wanted. He wanted us to do it. Okay. So 5,780 years and six months later, five months later, we're still we're still vargling around trying to make it happen. Same thing happened with Matan Torah. Matan Torah brought about a situation of Paskazul Mosom, that there was a, a, a state of, of, to a certain degree, re, uh, perfection in the world, brought about by the giving of the Torah. And immediately, HaKadosh Baruch Hu destroyed that state of perfection. Chet Eigo. Right? Very similar events, the two of them. Okay, so what happened in Gan Eden? Kamesha Kosuf, as it says, Vyu Shneim Vagamer, they were both naked, Veloyiz Beishashu, they weren't embarrassed, I mean, they had no sense of self, they, they weren't self conscious. The Inyan the notion of Chait, Hushanas Ergeshatzme. Is that it brought about the reality of sensitivity to self, Kosov, which is what the Ebster wanted, but it's still a, still not a, 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 it's not the ultimate state. But the Ebster put us in that state in order for us to work 
to get out of that state, but ultimately he's the one that will take us out of that state. We can't take ourselves out of that state. That's what it says here. Atzimus will take us out of that state. She saw that the eights that was good to eat. Right? That was already after she had touched it, etc. Meaning there's a certain, already, even before she ate it, there's a certain awareness of a reality outside of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's Ratzah that she understands. She sees it's good. Well, what did the Abishter say? Not that. <laughs> the Abishter said something else. But mitzad, their experience of self, so there was a better way to do it. What does this mean? That even when a person serves the Kaddish Baruch Hu properly, well, serves the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and there's blessing in his... His bread and in his water. What does that mean? Terra and mitzvahs. Yochul it's possible that there should be vayeshna. And there is. Inyan machla. There's still a machla. There's still an illness. There's still a lack of absolute perfection. Which makes sense. And what is that? Hergish His awareness of himself. Kaven. Shechetet tzadas. Because the chetet tzadas pa'al al-kulam affected every single person. Gamal Tzadikim, even Tzadikim were affected by the Chet Eitzadas. But Gamal Tzadikim Gemurim, even Tzadikim Gemurim were affected by the Chet Eitzadas. Mitzad themselves. Can the Eibishter <coughs> take the Tzadik Gamur out of that state where he's Margish Atzmo? He could take anybody. Might the Eibishter take the Tzadik Gamur out of that state? Yes. But the Tzadik Gamur can't take himself out. The Eibishter has to take him out. Right? Why? Because every single person on the face of the earth is affected by Chetei Tzadas and that, that if the, the most basic effect is Hergish Atzma, he's aware of himself. So even the Tzadik is aware of the fact that he's serving God. Right? Even by Ava. By Ava, what do we say? What's the limitation of Ava Sashem? We've been talking about Ava throughout the whole, throughout much of the Mimer. What's the limitation of Ava? Yesh Misha Eyev. There's a Yesh that loves. I love God. There's an I that loves God. There's a me. Now there is a me, Baruch Hashem, the Ebishter created me. Okay, but that creation involves also evidently, even as a, even if a person works extremely hard to come to a real place in Aveda. So their Aveda is real, and their mitzvahs are mitzvahs of bracha, incredible learning, and, and doing mitzvahs and the help from above. Still, there'll be a certain state of lack of absolute perfection, which makes sense, right? It's, it's what we call he's a human. Okay. The Rebbe brings a Maimar Chazal, Maimar Chazal, Dalid Shel Nachash. There were four people. It's Gemara and Shabbos. There were four people that died only because of the Eitzah, because of the advice of the Nachash. Meaning there were such tzaddikim that really they should have been beyond death. They shouldn't have died. It's not Shaykh that they should have died. But they only died because death is just there. It's, there's nothing you can do about it because it's part of the Gezeit, it's part of the decree in the world after, uh, after Chet Eitz Adas. At the, at the Leviah of the Arizal, so, so, so um, the Balapardes said that, that uh, Moshe Kordover said, that the Balshem, that the Arizal is a, is another one of them, 
is one who died only because, who passed away only because of the eights of the Nachash. And who are those four people? So the Rebbe doesn't mention it. It's just very interesting. If you look, I've, I've, and I, I always said to myself, I have to sit down and I try to f- you know, find somewhere in Chassidus that talks about this at length. I've never seen, I mean, I'm sure there are places. The four are Binyamin. Binyamin. Right? Yosef's brother. Amram. Meshu's father. Yishai. David Amalek's father. And Kalev ben David. Not Kalev ben Yefuna, who's, who's Miriam's husband, right? Kalev of Kalev and Yoshua fame from the Maraglim. But Kalev with an Aleph. Ben David. He probably never heard of, but evidently was a pretty big tzaddik because he was one of the four people that the only reason that he passed away was because there's a gazeva that everybody has to. Now, one thing that is interesting about all four of these people, they're one step away from Mashiach, every one of them. Yosef is Mashiach, Mashiach ben Yosef. This is ben Yaman, this is his brother. Amram is the father of Mesha, Gael Rishon, Gael Achran. Mesha is the Mashiach. The Mashiach is the Mesha Benu of the generation. Amram is the father. Yishai is the father of David Amelech. Kalev is the son of David Amelech. You would think it would be Mesha, David. It's like a step away. I don't know. I have no idea what that means. It's just so interesting. Each of them is one step away from who you would probably think is the person that would be described by this Gemara. Yosef at Sadiq, that makes sense. Meisha, that makes sense. David, that makes sense. The, the, the other one is David's son. Call it ben David. One? No, it's four. It's just the ones you would think there would be. I mean, if you were to say, if they name four people in the Torah who the only reason they passed away is because there's a Gezerah passing away. But, but they, it's not their own Aveda, weren't Shayach to Misa. So, yeah, I mean, you think Meisha Rabbeinu... Yaakov, Yosef, uh, I don't know, right? David Melech, someone. No. But each one of these people is one removed from those people who you might duck or think about. Yosef. says by Yaakov, Yaakov, in the Mace. So... Chal Misa by Tzadikim is a, is a, it's a, you know, it's a different, in the story with the Alter Rebbe, when they, when they took the Alter Rebbe from Piena to, to, to Hadich, which is 80 kilometers, so you weren't allowed to transport dead bodies because of disease. So, I mean, it, it was a war, right? So there were a lot of dead bodies around. So, there were, you know, they, they had to deal with this. So, um, so Alpi the Chayk, I mean, obviously Alter Rebbe is different than everybody else, but I mean, tell that to a Russian. So Alpi the Chayk, they couldn't, they couldn't, um, they weren't allowed to transport the Alter Rebbe. The Alter Rebbe wanted to be in Hadich, ended up saving the, the base, saving all the Jews who were buried in Hadich. It's a long story. Ah, it's such a long story, but it's not for now. But um, you can look it up online. But um, so when they took the altar ever from Piana to, to Hadich, 80 kilometers, winter time, right? Haftalit Davis, winter. It was uh, December, it wasn't January, and that year was December. The altar ever passed away in 1812. 
even though it was already, you know, even though it was already Tavis, meaning usually Tavis is January, but it was still 1812 in Goyesh, it was December. So um, they had to sit the altar Rebbe up in the carriage. They couldn't carry him, you know, they sat him up as if he was alive. They sat him up. So at one point, it was very cold, obviously, and they were traveling in this carriage. You can imagine how cold they must have been. So they would stop in certain places and go inside to warm up and then continue. So at one point, some, and they always, of course, used to leave someone with the altar rabbi. But at some point, they, they left someone and that person left for a few moments. And when they came back, they noticed that the altar rabbi wasn't sitting on his seat. He was above his seat. He was hovering above his seat. wasn't touching it. They couldn't figure out what not this like spooky. What's going on? And they noticed that what had happened. They parked the wagon, and a, an unkosher animal, that is the source of ham and cheese, not the cheese part. When a little unkosher animal had climbed under the carriage, because it was a little warmer under there, right? There was a little cover, right? And when that so the Alter Rebbe didn't want to touch the, the carriage that was above this, so he was hovering above. He wasn't touching the carriage. That was one of the things that happened when they took the Alter Rebbe from from Piena to to Hadich. So when we talk about the passing of Tzadikim, it's slightly different. But uh, Yaakov Avinu stood up and smiled when when uh, when when uh, Esav was killed by the Mara. Right, the whole com- the whole conversation. Esav was arguing that uh, Yaakov shouldn't get in the Mara, and that's he has a place. Right and and so Hushim Ben Dan cut off, cut off when he heard what was going on. He he couldn't he, he couldn't hear right. So they explained to him somehow. He couldn't understand what the he was deaf, so he couldn't understand the conversation. So somehow they explained to him what was going on, and that they had sent Naftali back to Egypt to go get the star because the star had been left in Egypt. And he said, "What my grandfather is going to is going to sit here in the sun while while someone goes back to Egypt and cut off." Esav's head, which rolled into the Mara, into Yitzchak's kever, which is itself is interesting. Why was Yitzchak's kever open? But that itself, the Raghachavar explains that Yitzchak's kever was open because when you bury three people next to each other, so there's an order. So Avram should be in the middle, but then when you buried Yitzchak, so Yitzchak should have been on this side. But once you bury Yaakov, so then this, the second most Kavadik place is on this side. Which means they they opened up Yitzhak's kever, moved him, and they weren't. You know, you've been there. They're not all, but meaning in terms of the way they're set up, who's on the right and who's on the left of Avram. So so they they had to move Yitzhak and put Yaakov where Yaakov was, which was basically where Yitzhak was, and so Yitzhak's kever was actually oh, it makes sense that Yitzhak's kever was open. Right, because it says that his head rolled into Yitzchak's kever, which is, why is Yitzchak's kever open? Because it's been there for a long time, buried. Yeah, so it says Asa, and when when that happened, so it says the Gemara says that Yaakov sat up and smiled, and then lay back down. So, Sadiqim have a different, different relationship with life. You know, physical life, metaphysical life, physical lack of life, so to speak. There's no such thing as metaphysical lack of life. I mean, there is, but certainly not shared to them. 
Right. But anyway, there were four who only died because because there's a gzeda. Shem tzaddikim gedelim. These are the greatest tzaddikim. Shesibas misasim. The the reason for their passing ain't ella biglal chetei tzadas. Was only because of the chetei tzadas. Velochin. Therefore, gam betzaddikim gemurim. We see that even by tzaddikim gemurim, shaya cheinian dehergish atzma. It's possible that he's aware of himself. Ukiyadua, Shafilu Tsadik Gamur, even at Tsadik Gamur, Oivid Hashem, Beyir of Ava, Betanugim. Ain't no bottle by Metzias Lagamre. Isn't completely bottle by Metzias. He exists. Could be aware of himself. Obviously, in a completely different way than your average person, but still aware of his own existence. And if that person transcends that, it's only because the Kaddish Baruch Hu took it away. And the Kaddish Baruch Hu says he will. Atzmus will remove even that Hergish Atzmai from someone. But mitzad, the natural state of even the Tzadid Gomer, so he'll have Hergish Atzmai because that's an existential reality of every single person created. And mitzad is own Aveda, the Tzadid can't come to a place where he's beyond Hergish Atzmai. Why? Just one of the decrees of the world. I can the Abishta take him to a place beyond that. Absolutely, that's what the Pasuk says. I will remove Machla. But it has to come from above. It's not something that the, even the Tzadik Gummer can do himself in terms of his own evade. Elohu Davar Bifnayatsmi. He's an he's an independent creature, creation. Yiravayavayva. Right, like we said earlier, who fears God and loves Him, Yesh Misha There is one who loves. I mean, there's a, there's a there's a person, and that person is aware of his own existence. Unless the Abishta takes it away, the Abishta can take away that that awareness. That obviously that that doesn't mean that the person doesn't isn't aware of the fact that he he, he exists. Right, but he's not aware of that existence in terms of an a, 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 an appreciation of himself. He's aware of that existence in terms of an appreciation of the godliness that that existence reveals, and that's called bittel b'mitzias. What is that? What is that experience? How would any of us know? Can a person reach that state? Not in their own, not mitzad their own avodah. Can a kodesh baruch Hu take a person to that state? Yes, absolutely. That's asiroisi machle mikerbecho. But even the Tzadik Gomor, before that, before the Ebershter decide, maybe, does the Ebershter decide to do this to everyone? Well, I have no clue. It doesn't sound like it. But there is a state of Ultimately, that'll happen to all of us. But to, to certain people, evidently, that happens even while they're in Eilam I'm sorry. And he won't reach his state of closeness to Hashem. As it was with his neshama before it descended below. I mean, there's a certain difference, certain separation. Because after all, he's a created being. I again, can can that be transcended? Yes, he can't transcend it, but it can be transcended by virtue of the Eibush. That the Abishta can allow a person to come beyond that state. But Mitzad is on a variety, he can't get there. So that's by Tzadikim Gemir. Valach has come of a come, all the more so Benagel of Beinunim. All the more so regarding Beinunim, who are not Tzadikim Gemurim. 
their, their, their Nevesh of Amis is still much more powerfully in existence. Even those people who are below that, the Rebbe doesn't even mention who that is, right? That's all of us. That by those people, certainly, they're obviously aware of themselves. The Hasaras Hamachla, meaning we might have a Havmina that the Tzaddik isn't. So the Rebbe, here's a Tzaddik explaining to us that yes, a Tzaddik can, it does experience, can experience, will experience a certain sense of self until the Ebrister takes that away, if the Ebrister takes it away. I mean, similar to Nevuah, right? What does the Ramam say about Nevuah? The Navi does whatever the Navi does in order to reach a state where he's fit to be a cleave for Nevuah, he's fit to be a vessel for Nevuah. But who decides? The Abishta. If the Abishta decides to give that person Nevuah, then he'll, he'll have Nevuah. If not, then he won't. It doesn't mean that he hasn't reached a very, very serious level of Aveda. But is he a Navi? That's the Abishta's decision, isn't it? Okay, so the tzaddik who's worked very, very, very hard in order to reach that state, real Aveda, so he's reached a state that is, is absolutely magnificent. The, that last step, that last step beyond the existential reality that everybody else experiences, where does that come from? That comes from the Abish, it doesn't come from him. Does that happen? I would assume it does. The Pesach says, I will remove sickness from, from your midst. Who's that? Who's the Ebrister talking to? It sounds like he's talking to the person who's fulfilled the Psukim of Avadim as Avalokechem, Uberechis Lachmachomechomechomecho, someone who serves God very, very seriously. Who's that? The Tzaddik. Is it guaranteed? I have no idea. So certainly everybody else has a feeling of Vasarasa Machlo and the removal of this. And this is the theoretically the Ebrister could remove this from anybody. And will be a Mashiach. The Hergeshatzme, removing this illness, meaning that which keeps us from fully expressing our essential existence, our essential existence being a state of complete and total oneness with the Abishter, where the etzim of our Neshama is Mushrash, is rooted in his etzim, in his essence, that state of being, where there's no me. Right, so I, how do we start there? So that's what the Rebbe taught us in this Mimer, and it's so important. Get out of that point where it's about your Aveda and your growth and your this and your that. Get beyond that. Right. That's a perfectly reasonable thing to have at the beginning of a state of Aveda. The Rebbe explains when the Gemara says that a person, a person has Shminis to Shminis to Gaiva, an eighth of an eighth of Gaiva, of pride, when is that something that, 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 is, that is reasonable and, and, and useful? At the beginning of a person's Aveda, so he realizes that his Aveda matters, that what he does is important, because he's important. So that's the Shminis, the Shminis, the Gaiva that a person's allowed to have at the beginning of his Aveda. Right? But then once he starts serving God seriously, so then what does he come? He comes to realization that this isn't about me, it's about something bigger than me. So it's not about my my progress in Aveda Sashem. It's about the Abishta, getting what the Abishta wants. Right? We've talked about it so many times. As a husband, I certainly hope that your, your life as a husband isn't about being a good husband. Hope your life as a husband is about caring for your wife. If you care for your wife, you'll be a good husband. If all you worry about is being a good husband, you'll be a creepy husband. Because all you're going to worry about is, am I doing, am I doing husbandhood well? So she becomes an object for your husbandhood. Right? Well, I have to have a wife if I want to be a good husband. Okay. 
hi, dear, how are you? And then you go check off the box and the little thing that you have in your closet. You know, I said hello this morning. Are you fe- would you like a cup of tea? Before you get the cup of tea, you run upstairs, check off the box. I'm a good husband. It's not about being a good husband. It's about caring for your wife. You care for your wife, you're a good husband. You care about being a good husband, you're a creepy husband, because all you care about is yourself. <laughs> okay, so do with the Avishter. Now, the Avishter, you know, he's, he's, very, he's very patient with us. He doesn't expect us to get there, you know, it takes, a, it's, it's a real, the, the first, the, the, you know, why do we even talk about it, Bukhlam, if we're not holding there? So we should know what real is. I am not there. Okay, Beseder. If, 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 I, if I know what real is, I'm not going to beat myself up for not being there and call myself all sorts of nasty names because that's also just, that, that's, that's an expression of the, same, of the same problem. It's all about me. It's not about me. It's about the Abishter. Okay, I'm not there yet. Beseder, but at least I know that's what it is. And therefore, I can even handle my own failures in a much, in a much healthier way. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I'm not, I'm not there yet, but I, at least I know what the truth is. Mm-hmm. So the, the, if I remember once hearing a story about, uh, we'll stop on time today, we'll finish the mimer. There's the sicha on the next page is something that we have to learn because it's hush it beyond belief, and then we'll do a, a wrap-up of the whole mimer tomorrow. We'll finish the mimer tomorrow. I'll just tell you a story. I remember we were sitting in for bringing, this is about 30 years ago, we were sitting for bringing, and there was a bunch of people who were involved in teaching chassidus. So the question arises, right? You try not to tell your students this. Right, but uh, you know, I can trust you guys. The question arises: Can you talk about a level in a Veda with with your students that you're not holding by? I mean, are you a faker, or can you talk about it? Which is a real question. I mean, it's, right? You know, we, 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 the, it was a bunch of us sitting around, and all of us teach, in those days taught this. Everybody there is still alive, right? So everybody's still teaching this Bar Hashem. Right? We were younger, obviously. We were much younger. I was, you know, half my age. Okay. And, and, uh, and we were talking about kidding. I mean, or is that a fake? So, so uh, someone told an amazing marshal that he had heard. He said that there's a guy walking, walking to Lubavitch. He doesn't know where Lubavitch is. He's walking to Lubavitch. So he sees a sign in the road, and it says, you know, I don't know, something over there. And Lubavitch over here, seven kilometers, right? Little sign, two things sticking out of it. A piece of wood with two things sticking out of it. I don't want to say a name, because Kilo, I'm saying something about some other Hasidim, if I say, you know, that's over there. I just, you know, some Vitebsk is over there, okay, whatever. And Lubavitch is over here, fine. So, so, uh, so the guy wants to go to Lubavitch, so he goes to Lubavitch. Walks seven more kilometers, gets to Lubavitch, spends 15 years in Lubavitch. He's a completely different person. Completely different person. Leaves Lubavitch 15 years later and uh, seven kilometers outside of Lubavitch, guess what's there? Same piece of wood. The same sign. The little sign says Lubavitch 7 and, you know, whatever, Vitebsk 15, I don't know, whatever. So he stands next to the sign. He says, I don't understand I came here 15 years ago. And because of you, I made it to Lubavitch. Like, you showed me where Lubavitch is. I've moved mountains in my life in the last 15 years in my Aveda. You're still stuck in the same place. You're still seven kilometers away from Lubavitch. How can it possibly be? 
because of you, I got the Lubavitch, but I, you're still here, and I'm, I'm not here anymore. So the piece of wood says to him, you have to say in Yiddish first because it's so much better. What's Vils do from here? What do you want from me? Ich bin stam a klutz. A klutz is a piece of wood. Right? You've heard that word, don't be a klutz, but it means a piece of wood. Ich bin stam a klutz. I'm stam a piece of wood. I know was is das Lubavitch and who is Lubavitch. I know what Lubavitch is and I know where it is. That much I can tell you. I am still a piece of wood and I'm stuck here. But at least I know what the truth is. It's over there. Go over there. Right? I can tell you that. Am I there? I'm not there yet. I'm still seven kilometers away. You come back 15 years later, the clutch is still seven kilometers away. What happened? You know what? That was his answer to the question, can you talk about a level in a Veda that you're not holding by? Of course you do. Because otherwise no one would teach Chassidus, right? Mm-hmm. You have three guys in the whole generation teaching Chassidus because no one, you know, what the Rebbe asked, so how many people, those three people also who are really holding there wouldn't, they, they'll say they aren't holding there and they also wouldn't teach it. So of course you can talk about a level. Why? So because you can learn about a level. What's more important? You can learn about a level that's not shayach to you right now. Why? Not? Why? I have to know what the truth is. I have to know what the truth is. What's the truth? The truth is there's an Abishter and it's all about him. I, I still like, you know, I don't know, the, 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 the name of some coffee that I get in the, the, the Hall of Yisrael Badat's coffee shop down the block. I still like that coffee. Yeah. Okay, and if I didn't have any hair kishatsmi, man, I wouldn't like that coffee, because if I didn't feel myself, obviously I wouldn't feel the coffee, right? Okay, but I still like the coffee. So that means, really, I'm a complete and total failure in everything Hasidic and beyond. No, what would that mean? Well, that, that's not true at all. Right? Have I made progress? I, meaning the global I. Yes, of course I've made progress. Right? Am I where I want to be? Of course not. Right? And you know what? You'll never get to where you want to be. I mean, Mashiach will come, we'll all be where we want to be, but you'll never get where you want to be. Why? Because as you progress in Aveda and you come to a greater realization of what Aveda is, so when you're, you know, at a certain point you're here, so you think that this is what it's all about. This is where you want to get. Perfectly reasonable. Then you get to here, guess what? You realize, this isn't it. It's over here. It's much more sophisticated. Then you develop a more sophisticated understanding of your relationship with the Kaddish Baruch So now... What you appreciate is over here. Like, this is really what... So you'll never get there. Oh, that's depressing. But if it's all about you and your spiritual growth and your spiritual attainment, then you'll be very depressed and you, can, and it, you can't look at life that way. You'll have to figure out that I can get there. You'll have to turn it into something mediocre that I can get to. Right? But if it's not about me, it's something more real, so then it's not a matter of me getting there. It's a matter of what it is. I'll get there. I'm saying the episode the machine is going to come and I'll get there. There'll be all sorts of bracha. And then what? The Ebish don't take care of everything in the end. Right? But we have to do the first two-thirds of the Pasuk. To serve God honestly and, 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 and in, a, in a real way and, and, and not fool ourselves, right? I remember once Ulrika Plun, we were talking about, you know, what's a chassid? So, so a chassid, Chazal says, someone who does everything, beyond the letter of the law. So the letter of the law is you're not allowed to fool other people. 
Right? You're not allowed to walk into a store and ask the price of something if you have no intention of buying it, because that fools the person who's selling, because who knows, maybe he gets a percentage of what he sells, and he thinks that maybe you're going to buy. You're allowed to say to him, I'm not going to buy, I'm just looking for the price. I'm just checking prices of that. And he knows what's happening, and that's perfectly reasonable, and he'll tell you the price. That's okay. All right, those shoes, how much are they? Because there might be a place down the block that's $10 cheaper. So that, that's mutter. But to walk in and try on the shoes with no intention whatsoever of buying is called einus devarim. Sasser, they're a bonner. Why? Because you're fooling him. You're not allowed to sell non-kosher meat to a non-Jew and tell him it's kosher. It doesn't make any difference. He can eat it just as much as he can eat kosher. For whatever reason, he wanted kosher meat. Why? Echveis. It's not your problem. You're not allowed to fool him. It's called einus devarim, speaking in a way that you're tricking another person. You're not allowed to do that. That's the law. What's beyond the letter of the law? Don't fool yourself. <laughs> That's a chassid. Don't fool yourself. We have to be honest in what, what, who, two parts of the equation. What's real and where I am. And not the case, the fact that I'm not where I'm supposed to be, what the hell do you mean I'm supposed to be where I'm supposed to be? I don't understand. I'm, I'm 20 years old, 30 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old. This is a lifetime process. And, and to mount my mamish get to the ultimate place, I don't know that the Abishter is going to do that. That's called Mashiach. Well, and it should happen Teka for Miyad. And we're this close. We're so close you, you can't even see the space. Okay, say that. So that. And then we flow can flow, besimcha. If it's all about me, I'll never be besimcha. Because I'll never be, you know, I'll just always be depressed that I'm never who I'm supposed to be. Right? Unless I have a very, very low, you know, bar. I set the bar very low, so that, you know, say that, but that also, that itself is depressing. Right? So just, you know, you can learn a mimer like this of the Rebbe, just, he want from me? I mean, my goodness gracious, right? We've said it 20 times in this Mimer Rabbi Groner. My Rabbi is a slave driver. Yeah, absolutely, no question. Did you raise the Shvat 10 days before Yud Shvat? What's every Chassid thinking about? Shvat is his Kashrus, connection to the Rabbi. Want to be a Chassid, okay? He's just like, you know, he just wants more and more, right? Why does he want more and more? Because the Abishtim wants more and more. Why does the Abishtim want more and more? Because they say tzaddikim medemim labaram, tzaddikim are like their creator. What did tzaddikim know? They know what the Abishtim knows. What do they know? That we that we're mu- that we're much closer to God than we think we are. You know? That really we're just a little piece of elokus walking around in a goof, and so we get all caught up in the externals. And if we could just touch that panemius, so then the sky's the limit. And that's what they know about us. Right? We're, we're trying to figure it out, right? and the way we figure it out is by worrying about. Them, you know, I mean, them meaning as a chassid, what does the Rebbe want from me? But ultimately, what the Rebbe wants is just what the Abishta wants. We just look to the Rebbe for that guidance that we were talking about before. The Rebbe helps us figure out how to serve God. He's the one who sets the agenda. Trust him. You want to trust someone else? Trust someone else. Have someone that you look to for guidance. Are you going to do this all by yourself? Are you going to figure out how to serve God all by yourself? Oh, Bermet. (laughs) <laughs> that's just the craziest thing I mean I would not assume that anybody here would think that you know I want to be in the best physical shape possible I'm not going to talk to anybody I'm just going to figure it out even with your goof which is relatively simple you could be making all sorts of terrible mistakes in the gym relative to what's good for you if you don't talk to someone who knows what is good for you and what isn't good for you right? you could, you could be harming yourself by doing things that you think are good for yourself 
And it can be really harmful. I mean, anybody who's, you know, some of you have, you know, muscles that look like you've done that before. Okay, so, so anybody knows that. Who in their right mind would just, you know, go, oh, you know what, I want to be in shape, I'm going to run 10 kilometers today. It's terrible for you. <laughs> it's bad for you. Don't run 10 kilometers. Right. Go talk to someone who knows what you should do and how to do it. Okay. So in Elokuz, we do the same thing. I'm going to make it up. Oh, there's a Torah. It tells me, you know, I could read books about it also. The books aren't going to help me. I'm going to go talk, go talk to someone who understands the books better than you do. Right. Oh, there's a Torah. What do I need God for? What do I need uh, a Rebbe for? I've got, you know, just me and God. Right. It's a funny position, to be perfectly honest. I think if someone from the Midbar told you that he got everything, he loved being in the Midbar. You met some guy who was walking around in the Midbar for 40 years, and he says to you, I got everything. The only thing I didn't understand, what did we need that Moshe guy for? What was he all about? It would be a pretty funny thing for someone in the Midbar to say. Well, he's the one that split the sea. No, God did. Yeah, well, read the story. He's the one that made the Makis happen. No, God did. That's true, but read the story. He's the one that gave us the Torah. No, God did. No, read the story. He's the one that built the Mishkan. No, God did. Read the story. For some reason, which I don't pretend to understand, God does it all through Meshach. Why? I don't know. But he does it all through Meshach. Take Meshach out of the Chumash and see what happens. Moshe gave us the Torah. Of course God gave us the Torah. What am I mean, idiot? But Moshe gave us the Torah. Moshe went up and came down with the Torah. Why did God do it that way? God can't figure out how to give us all the Torah. We walk along, There's a we, someone stubs their toe, they dig it up, it's a Torah scroll, little stick them out, dear Jews, this is the Torah, love God. And we have a Torah, what's the big deal? Why, why that's so hard for God to do? That's harder than making a whole mountain smoke and someone go up and disappear for 40 days and not eat and not sleep. and not, <laughs> That's easier. I don't know. Somehow he did it. There's this guy named Meisha. I don't know. So the Machlekes amongst the, the, the Hasidim and the non-Hasidim is as a simple Zayar. There's an expression of Meisha in every generation. Is that true or not true? That's what the Zayar says. So if you live that Zayar, then there's a Meshach every generation. If you don't agree with that Zayar, I don't know what that means not to believe in the Zayar, but anyway, then, then you, okay, Meshach Rabbeinu in the desert, of course, but I'm uh, Meshach every generation. Come on, give me a break. Last generation, I have no problem. Not this one. I have no problem. The Baal Shem Tov, holy. But don't tell me someone who got into a car is holy. No one who experienced what I experienced could possibly be holy. Only people who live in some sort of mythical past. There couldn't be one now. So a lot of people, that's what bothers them about the idea. Sadiqim Gamurim. There's Sadiqim Gamurim. There's such a thing. No, it's late. I did it to you again.